Holding the Ball, the podcast with Mike and Bomber. The Holding the Ball podcast, it is WA's only football orientated podcast made right here in WA for Western Australians and we are so proud of it, aren't we Mike and Bomber? Welcome back. This is great. Yeah, good. Loving it. Loving life. Episode (laughs) 8. Well done, guys. Okay, so uh, we're going to carry on with what we did last week, actually. We're going to be uh, rolling through talking about our uh, youngest and most up-and-coming coming out of the draft. So our last episode, we're focusing on 2017's draft. Yep. This podcast, we're talking about uh, this year. 2018's draft. Year, yeah, yeah, however you want to say it. So we'll get into that shortly. First of all, a bit of around the grounds. Uh, lots of contact been happening with the show. Facebook page is firing. We've actually just had yeah. a couple of new likes since we turned the mics on, literally. It's great. Yeah, love people getting in touch with us and following mm. us on, on Facebook and Twitter. and uh, So Twitter at HoldBallPod. Yes. Been really good to hear from people there. And uh, Holding the Ball podcast on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And holding the ball, uh, what is it? Holding the ball podcast, podcast at, at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah, we some... actually had a few emails come through. Uh, uh, one yeah. in particular from, what's his name? Big shout out to Ben, a.k.a. Putzer, uh, who sent us his uh, predictions. So we the, the week before the season starts, we want to have a big prediction pod. Yes. Uh, so get us in get us in as many emails as you can with your predictions yeah, on your, your premiers, your Brownlow, you know, your rising star, your... First coach who's going to be sacked and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Any any awesome predictions you have for the season, get them in. Holding the ball podcast at gmail.com. And so I'd Facebook. like to respond to a few of the posts on uh, comments on Facebook about ask the question uh, who might take the AFL by storm in 2019? Um, Big Dave. I want to focus on Big Dave because he wrote me an, wrote an essay. Sunday morning writes an essay. Good on him. <laughs> so he well, said... Sunday morning, uh, you're normally marking essays, aren't you? Yeah, possibly. Or sleeping. Uh, so he reckons Oscar Allen, similar to me, I reckon Oscar Allen's going to have a big year. Um, and he reckons that uh, Jake the Waterboy, uh, Waterman, might uh, disagree with that, but I reckon Oscar Allen... Uh, he also mentions Tim English for the dogs, and you yeah. talked about him when you looked at the dogs uh, a couple of pods ago. Yep. Uh, and he calls in the big man power vacuum. Now, I don't really know. I don't understand that. Uh, I don't know if that's so something he's you can got pick long, up. Long limbs or something? Possibly. I don't know if that's something you can pick up at Bunnings or. Um, yeah, so I don't really know what you're on about there, Big Dave. So, uh, but cheers. A bit Brody esque. Yep. Um, Brody Grundy esque, I should say. Big shout out to Big Brother Steve, who's got on there as well, and he reckons. Um, Sam Walsh, which I think uh, he's someone we're going to talk about. It is. I think that's probably uh, probably a given. He looks like yeah. the best, one of the best uh, guys to come through in a long time. Typical Steve and Dan. Uh, shout out to uh, my relatives there who go on for the safe option. Yeah. And they both also think Eli Smith from Brisbane. Mm. Um, now, he's someone when I covered Brisbane, I didn't really think that um, he was going to play, but I don't know if these guys have got some intel that I don't. He's a big, rangy sort of... He's mid-190. He's a big boy, wow. um, known for being real athletic. So, I don't know. Maybe he'll be able to crack it early uh, and have a good year if he if he gets a chance. Maybe. Uh, maybe. And uh, Mike, Mick, uh, reckons, after his little go the pies, we'll forget about that, mm. um, he reckons Will Kelly at Collingwood. Now, son of Craig... Will Kelly or Craig? Oh, sorry. Craig Kelly's son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Craig's son and Jake Kelly at Adelaide's brother. So he's a defender in the mould of his brother. Okay. Um, I don't think he'll play. 
<laughs> so sorry to shut you down there, Mick, but I don't think he'll play. But <laughs> um, yeah, we'll see what happens. And then you just happened to chime in with a little comment there. So yeah, I was sort of fishing for uh, some people that wanted this bloke to go to West Coast. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, ah. <laughs> but uh, Valenti, I reckon this Brett Bewley bloke. He's going to play. He's going to play. But we're going to talk about both of those uh, in this pod, so we'll, we'll leave that. And don't worry, folks, Mike will be on a time limit today. We'll give him the, <laughs> the, the ding-dong. So, yeah, that's that's. thanks for everyone who got in touch with us on Facebook. It was awesome. Cheers. It's great. And uh, we want to keep the likes rolling through, so we're almost at 100, like little whiskers away from it. Um, so let's... We'll raise the bat, ex- hopefully, by the time we get our next pod. Exactly. Let's mm. do it. Let's get into this pod, hey? Our 2018 uh, draft chats. Let's do it. The Holding the Ball Podcast. Raring to go. Uh, we've picked six players who we think will have an impact, Mike. Yes, we and, have. And I think you're going to start with I'm the most start obvious with one. The that easiest possible. one. Uh, the one that will have the biggest impact. The one that will win the Rising Star. Oh, wow. I'm just going to. He's going to do it all. He's not my He'll pick play for the Rising Star. Every game. He's not my pick for the Rising Star. We'll oh. get to that later. <laughs> um, go. Okay, so... You're talking, obviously, about pick number 72 <laughs> from Fremantle. No, I don't know. Who are you talking about? Go. We're talking about <clears throat> Sam Walsh, obviously. Obviously. Massive talent, very classy, hardworking, good decision maker, uh, just, by all accounts, awesome. And okay. I watched some videos of him uh, over the last couple of days, and he just looks great. He looks so As good. in, like, he's an attractive man or he's a good footballer? He's not bad, but uh, he's a very good footballer. Okay, good, um, good. Average of 32 disposals, five marks and five tackles in the TAC Cup. That's not bad. An average of 29 disposals for Vic Country. Second in the yo-yo test, third in the 2K time trial. Mm-hmm. So he's bloody good and he's quick. And, and he's fit. And fit. He's, yeah, so he's got the aerobic capacity. Uh, 184 centimetres, 74 kilos... Um, so you might want to bulk up a little bit, a little bit, but He's that'll that'll come. Mm. He's still going to get, still going to play and get uh, heaps of games. Yeah. Um, oh, I think there's no doubt because of Carlton's sort of yeah, list of he's going to play. Carlton is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he also captained the Geelong Falcons, Vic Country, and the NAB AFL Academy. Uh, and interestingly, he's a Brisbane fan. How Not does anymore. that work? Not anymore. But uh, maybe Brisbane could have a crack at him in a few years' time yeah, if he's, well, uh, you know, not happy. Get the boy up That'd there. That'd be interesting because yeah. those guys uh, want to get guys that want to play for him up there. Yeah, why not? Well, Brisbane are coming into a period of good times, I would imagine. So Yeah. And interestingly, during his uh, footy career or early footy career, they spent his family spent three years in Darwin. So he played footy all year round for three years because... In Darwin, they play footy all year round. Oh, so not much else to do. Had a few extra seasons on everyone else uh, playing it all year round. Okay. Um, so how's he going to go? He'll be awesome. He'll be good. He's going to start round one. He'll play round one. I reckon he's potentially better than the uh, guys we talked about in the last pod. Dow. Dow better. I think he's better. Dow was pick three. Like he's pick good. Three. He's good. But I reckon this guy will be better. Yeah, right. Because what I heard of Walsh was, and I think I talked about this when we covered Carlton, was that he wasn't your flashy type, no. you know, like, I don't know, who's your flashy type? Like, your, I guess your Wingard, Mar- Dustin Martin type. He was more your, your cotchin, just reliable mid who'll get it and be, you know, a mainstay of your midfield. So Carlton yeah. need that. They do. Um, but what I saw of him in his, his highlights package was – 
getting lots of the ball, making good decisions, kicking, you know, picking players out, making really good decisions. I mean, obviously, they're as not people do, the, as the people do in, this, in our highlights <laughs> package, we look, we all look pretty good. Yeah, they do. But anyway, I think he's going to be, you know, uh, one of the better midfielders uh, for a long time to come for Carlton, and um, I think he'll start in the midfield. Well, rotate through the midfield, I should say, uh, with some of those other guys that we've talked about. Yeah. So that's uh, Walsh. Back to you with yeah. your first for the day. Yeah. I mean, this guy could have been pick one, and he, uh, he's he been touted as the most exciting prospect of that draft pool. And so a bit different sort of make to Walsh, and that's Isaac Rankin, who was taken a pick three by the Gold Coast. A reason on his own, apparently, to just tune in and watch the Gold Coast Suns in 2019. You need a few reasons. You do. Um, <laughs> so they took a South Australian uh, at at pick two and three, so they wanted to keep the South Aussies together. But he's been playing Sandful since, or he debuted as a 16-year-old um, playing league footy in, in South Australia. And he's been named an All-Australian uh, in the last two years in terms of the kids, so he can play. Um, wow. And uh, so at the Combine, we talked about Sam Walsh at the Combine, so... Um, Rankin won the agility test at the combine and came third in the 20-meter sprint. And he's likened, if they're going to like him to a, a current player, he's likened to a Chad Wingard type. So he just can okay. take the game on. And he's so is quick. he quite small then, is he? Or? Yeah, he's not a big man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's quite small. He'll play, I think, if he gets in, he'll be a, your forward pocket, half forward type. That's where I'll see him play uh, okay. this year. But he will play. Um, yep. uh, without a doubt, and he's he's got a mature body, so he's not skinny. He's got a mature body that's ready to make an impact uh, now. And I've seen in just a, a publication that I'm just sort of glancing over. So thanks, Mike, for the literature. <laughs> that uh, his electrifying pace and his innate goal sense, um, and his ability to make something out of nothing is something that uh, Suns fans can look forward to this year. But and will be a contender. He's not my pick. But he will be a contender for the Rising Star this year if he can get on the park. Because, I mean, at Gold Coast, he'll, get, a, he'll, he'll get, get on the park. He'll get on the park. So, yeah. one to watch. Isaac Rankin, back okay. to you. So, now I'm going to talk about Connor Rosie. So, here is the bloke I think will win the Rising Star. Wow, okay. Yeah, Rosie's my pick. So well, You must know a little bit more about him than me, but well, here we go anyway. Yeah. Pick five, Port Adelaide. 185, 74 kilos. Uh, it was top 10 for standing vertical jump, running vertical jump and agility tests and mm. was second in the 20-metre sprint. Yeah, right. Uh, skillful midfielder with a sort of high leap, strong mark type guy. Yep. Um, I want to sort of liken him to a cross between Fife and Judd. Wow. I'm not saying he's going to be as good as <laughs> yeah, those guys. Yes. I've just picked the two best, yeah. at, you know, Fife for his leaping marking yeah. ability and Judd for his explosive pace out of packs. Yeah. I think that that combination is where he sort of is and maybe that's why uh, he's your prediction. Well, I just think, and when I looked at, at Port um, a few episodes ago, Port's midfield doesn't look great. So I just see opportunity and, and Port are going to be okay. So I just see there's, a, you know, he could, he'll get a go early in the season um, and I think just every chance to light it up for mm. Port and I think they need, they needed some... They need some excitement, yeah, don't they? Yeah, they do. Um, 
So I think last season he played a few different positions. Uh, He sort of uh, played around the ground a bit. And so they're they're saying that he's a bit of a utility player. Yeah. Can play uh, in a few places. Um, And I'm I'm thinking he'll get a bit of game time. Uh, I sort of felt like he might have the Chad Wingard's position. Yeah. Uh, Wingard was sort of forward, but midfield, you know, moving between the two. Um, And I think that that's what he'll do. And, you know... Maybe even Jack Watts's position if uh, <laughs> Jack Watts, yeah. goodness me. So hopefully he makes better decisions than Jack Watts. <laughs> yeah, I guess the only thing there with your prediction for the uh, rising star, you think he'll play enough games? Yeah, well, for that? I guess that's the question, Mark. The, the previous two we, we've talked about are playing for Carlton and the Gold Coast. Mm. I like I said with uh, Port going through a bit of a transition and uh, their midfield really needing. I mean, I'm sure they've got an idea of what they're going to do with their midfield more than I do, but I see him getting an opportunity yep. and he's got, to, he's got to take it. Otherwise, someone else will take it. So He'll uh, get an opportunity to see whether he can yep. do enough to stay in the team, I guess. Yep. Back to you. Uh, back to me. Uh, I talked about this bloke when I looked through Sydney uh, a little while ago. Uh, the next person we'll look at is Nick Blakey, who has mm. ended up taken as a father-son in the top 10, uh, which is great for Sydney because they've been up and about and haven't had a lot of top 10 picks recently. Mm. So he's 196 centimetres, so he's a big Ooh, boy. Big. But he's only 82 kilos, so he's got to stock on uh, a few kegs. Uh, but they're talking about him playing as a third tall for Sydney. Um, in the forward line? Yeah, third okay. tall in the forward line. So behind, obviously, Buddy and I, I'm not Mark quite Reed. sure where Sam Reed's at with yeah. his fitness, but Tom McCartan, um, yep. who was from the season before, played quite well, um, showed a bit. So Blakey, a chance. I think he'll he'll definitely get some game time. He's seen to have great overhead ability and a big tank. So, um, which is all uh, these kids have got tanks. Yeah, and he's a left footer like but uh, like Buddy. So, okay. um, so obviously gives him something different there. He was awarded the best of field, which is called the Harrison Medal for the for d- the Division Two Under Eighteen Championships in twenty seventeen, and I think he fared quite well in that that uh, award without winning it again in twenty eighteen. So. Apparently he has impressed in preseason, um, and he's a big chance for an early debut. Okay, awesome. You. Uh, the last bloke I'm going to talk about is Ian Hill, Ian, and we yeah. picked him because he was a West Australian, a yeah. uh, bit of an exciting sort of a player. And both West Aussie clubs overlooked him in the end, and he went to GWS. Yeah. Um, interestingly, the stuff I was reading, he was saying that he wanted to go to a Melbourne-based team to experience the football atmosphere in Melbourne, although he's not going to get much <laughs> no, of that in GWS. Not much of that in Western <laughs> Sydney, I wouldn't have thought. Um, so he's once uh, picked 24, uh, 175 centimetres, 64 kilos, so a little bloke. Yeah. Doesn't weigh much. Um, small forward likened to Cyril Rioli. Uh, and cousin of Stephen and Brad Hill at the Dockers. Yeah. Uh, so I'm hoping he does really well and comes home at some point in the future <laughs> and plays with his cousins. Yeah. Uh, wasn't tested the combined because he had a shoulder injury, uh, but in the Waffle Colts he averaged 20 disposals. Uh, I think it's unlikely we'll see much of him this year. Okay. Uh the small frame worries me. 64 kilos mm. in the AFL. You get one hit, he's, he's, <laughs> he's going to be sore. I think um, GWS would have been wrapped to get him. Yeah. Um, like he was touted as potentially like a a mid to late teens pick and to get out to pick 24, I think they would have been stoked. Yeah. 
Definitely. Um, the other thing with GWS, lots of young talent. Yeah. Um, you know, competing against guys like Green for a forward pocket position yeah. or something. It's going to be tough. I mean, Green has his moments and he's out of the team. Yeah, and he, he he's either injured or suspended a fair bit, isn't he? Yeah, so hmm. maybe you'll get a chance. Um, but we but I, yeah, he's not going to be a prolific... I don't think so. Just with the, he needs to put on some uh, some kilos before I think he can be a real chance at playing. But exciting regularly. It'll be exciting if he gets a run. Yeah, he will. Hmm. Excellent. And the last one uh, we'll look at is a bloke who was taken. I think it was pick forty seven uh, for for the Saints, and that's Matthew Parker. So really experienced the whole uh, range of emotions. This bloke, he's twenty two, so a mature ager. And two years ago, he was playing B grade amateur footy. Um, and, uh, he, uh, and some blokes apparently were saying, well, what are you doing here? Um, so South Frio picked him up, uh, in 2017 where he played resis most of the year. And then in 2018, he broke the league side, played 20 games and kicked 38 goals Wow! as a midfielder. So as really, a midfielder. Yeah, wow, so okay. midfield slash half forward. So, um, he was a laborer. And uh, and he found out that he was recruited while he was at a cricket carnival, um, so it's a, it's a really good story. Um, and he's seen as someone. And once again, we t- we've talked about the teams these guys are playing for, because he's playing for the Saints. He'll get a run. He'll, yeah. he'll be someone. And obviously, he won't be a chance to get the Rising Star because he's too old. Um, but but mature for, body, so yeah. more chance to play. And playing for South, he played with Tim Kelly last year. Oh, yeah. um, sorry, when he was at South, yep. he's. Um, uh, so he's seen that and he wants to replicate it. Mm. Um, so he's quick. Uh, he performed well in the 20-meter sprint and the yo-yo test at the combine. Um, and with the Saints forward line far from settled, I think he'll fit into that half forward line. So it'll be interesting. Watch his JLT form. Mm. Uh, I think Parker will have an impact. Yeah. All cool. right. There we go. This is Holding the Ball, the podcast. You're up first this so time. So we're going to talk about the Dockers kids, the who, ones that came in in the 2018 yeah. draft. Who did they draft? Go. <laughs> <laughs> so they drafted Sam Sturt, who was a little bit of a weird one. Yeah. Uh, pick 17 is uh, someone that only played a little bit of footy to keep fit for cricket season. So it was interesting. We'll talk about him in a bit more in detail. Luke Valente, number pick 32, which you're really happy about. Yeah, well, he's the one. Like Sturt, I'm sorry, but Sturt I don't really care about. There's not a non-Freo uh, fan, but I reckon Valente is a, a great pickup for your mob. He is, and at pick 32, really happy about that one. Uh, Lachlan Schultz is another one at pick 57, and then Brett Bewley at pick 59, who I think out of the four is probably the most likely to actually play this season. Mm, well, there's been big big raps on him in the preseason. Yeah, there has. All right, so we're going to start with Sturt. So he was pick 17. He's a forward, 189 centimetres, 74 kilos, and a left footer. So he's not not huge. Well, 189 is, is okay. I always compare everyone to Fife, who's 190, 191. So he's, he's tall enough. Have you got like a poster of Fife like on your bedroom ceiling? Like, does your wife get jealous about the amount of times you talk about Fife? I don't actually talk about him that much. <laughs> okay, just in here. Is this the only guy I know how tall he is? <laughs> okay, nice. <laughs> um, seventy-four. Yeah, so we said seventy-four kilos. So I think he's got a uh, a little bit of um, weight to put on. At the draft combine, he had top ten finishes in agility, twenty meter sprint, and won the standing vertical jump. It's not bad. So he's got a bit of a leap. 
what I saw of him, watched some highlights, reads the ball really well, good overhead mark, good leap, and we're going to say it again, likened a bit to Nat Five. <laughs> um, Where does he play? Where does, what does he do? Where, he's like, a forward. He's a forward, okay. Because you, you don't have any of them at the moment, do you? Uh, no, well, <laughs> we do, but that's why I mentioned at the beginning that only one of these guys is likely to get a chance and, and I don't think that, uh, Sam Sturt will play this season. Um, average two goals a game in the TAC Cup, uh, played the last six games of the season and led the TAC Cup in score assists and tackles inside 50. That's not bad. He was a bit of a roughie, sort of a pickup because it was basically a cricket player, mm. uh, played footy just to maintain fitness in winter yeah, and was actually pretty good at it. Okay. So I think his only chance this year is in the forward line, but given our recent forward line inclusions, really unlikely unless something uh, major happens in injuries or they just want to rotate, give some guys a, a go. So go watch him appeal, folks, if you want to go see Sam Stead. Go watch him appeal. Um, yeah. I don't think he's going to play, but uh, I'm excited Basically because he uh, looks Plays a little bit like Nat, Nat Fife. As you've mentioned as seven times. Move on. Next play. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Valenti. Valente. Pick 32 for the Dockers. Uh, was touted to go to the West Coast Eagles, maybe? Or, I, don't, I don't think he was. He was just touted to go a lot earlier. Yeah. I'm yeah, surprised he got out to pick 32. Uh, so he's a midfielder, 80 kilos, 186 centimetres, was a South Australian captain, mm. uh, won the MVP following a stellar national carnival, averaging 22.8 disposals at 83% efficiency. He's uh, a really strong character, leadership qualities, uh, ultimate professional, and likened a bit to Jordan Lewis. Okay. An interesting sort of uh, comparison. Mm. Uh, he's a hard worker and a good decision maker. And I think uh, Valente, I mean, it's possible that he'd get some games because I think he's going to be, it's going to be pushing guys like Brayshaw and Chera, Mm. um, maybe Tucker, Banfield. Well, that's the job of this crop, isn't it? To try and get ahead of the previous crop, isn't it? That's right. Um, I'm not sure that he's going to do it, but... We'll see how he goes in the waffle at the beginning of the season and maybe we'll get some games uh, later in the season. But he has an opportunity, uh, you know, we talked about this a bit, Neil gone, Blakey's injured, there's some midfield spots available. So if he's good enough, I think they'll give him a go. Yep. Uh, Third one here, Lachlan Schultz, pick 57 for the Dockers, mid-forward, uh, 180, 180 centimetres, 80 kilos. He's a mature ager, 21 years old, and he's a crafty forward. I'm going to liken him a bit to a taller Hayden Valentine. So we're um, going to hate him. The highlight. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's going to hate this bloke. He's, he's that sort of a forward, though. He's yep. the one that's going to run and chase, tackle, um, kick some, you know, crafty goals, set up some goals. Good skills, ability to take a big mark. Um, yeah, I think I think he'll be okay. He, he have a chance because of the mature age, twenty-one years old, bigger body. Um, but you know, Ballantyne, I think at least for this season is probably still going to be number one. Yeah. Uh, and then there's also guys like Matera that want that spot. Yeah, Matera. Matera sort of play a little bit more midfield, but yeah, Matera didn't have a great season, so 
and then the guy we talked about in the last podcast, uh, Sam Switkowski, is also a sort of small forward player. Yep. I actually think that this is an area where the Dockers are a bit weak, small forwards. Okay. Uh, so maybe something that they'll look at in the next draft. But I, I think well, hoping m- that one of these boys will step up. Well, yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, mature ager, see what happens uh, this season. And lastly, Brett Bewley is yeah. probably the most relevant out of the four. Um, there's been a lot of talk in the what? media recently about him getting some early game time. Yep. Uh, pick 59, mature age, 30, uh, 20, 23 years old, 186 centimetres and 85 kilos. He's a wingman, uh, really um, good endurance, high like burst speed. Uh, ability to kick a goal from outside 50. Seen him do a few of that uh, in um, in the highlights reel, which is really good. Uh, and he's a left footer. He led the VFL for effective long kicks. Led is, the VFL? Yeah. That's not, that's not bad. Well, he's 23, so he played the VFL. Yeah, um, yeah effective long kicks. So mm. uh, he's got a big, long left foot kick. Averaged 26 disposals in 2018 in the VFL. Uh, and only dropped, this was the interesting, only dropped below 20 disposals on one occasion. So consistent. Very consistent. Mm. Mm. Where do you guys pick him up? What pick? 59. 59. So two picks after um, Schultz. Okay. That's a good pick then. Maybe. It's a good pick, you know. Depending on how he goes. I guess uh, when we think of mature ages, we think of Michael Barlow as the... Uh, as the standard. The standard or the standout. Yeah. Well, the most recent one we've got, you know, we've got Tim Kelly. Oh, Tim Kelly, yeah. As the recent evidence, but yeah. Yeah, so I guess we'll be hoping that he he gets some early games, which reports say he will. Mm. Uh, Ross Lyon reckons he's physically ready for the AFL. So hopefully he'll get a, a couple of early games and will yeah. show us what he does. Yeah, okay. And uh, that's the Dockers. Holding the ball with Mike and Bomber. We're on the... Uh, good, yeah, good. I love Let's it when go. we push go and I'm not... I'm, I say I'm ready, but I'm not really. But here we go. <laughs> uh, West Coast, uh, so thanks for sticking around if you're still here because it's about to get real exciting as we talk about the Eagles kids mm. uh, for this draft. And so who are they? There was four... Eagles picked up four players in the national draft all in the second round. Uh, wow, so the Eagles four have, in the second round. Yeah, so okay. the Eagles seem to have a habit of trading into the second round so that... They're not interested up. in the first round? No, nah, mate, we just no. win premierships. That's what we do. Oh. Um, so in the pick number one for us was a bloke, uh, and we traded down uh, and we did a bit of a swap with Gold Coast, and that gave us an extra pick in the second round because Gold Coast wanted to get uh, the first pick on day two of the draft because they had that new structure. Yes. And we picked up a young bloke by the name of Xavier O'Neill. Okay. And uh, so uh, I guess the word on him is he's a midfielder, got speed and agility, and that clearly was the Eagles' mantra because I've got no other uh, logical reason for why they would have overlooked someone like Valenti. Um, mm. They wanted some speed because that's been a bit of a knock on West Coast midfield that it's for not a very while, quick. Yeah. yeah, for quite a while. Um, he uh, says here, speed and agility, who's prominent in stoppages and can push forward. Um, he sees his speeds, having a listen to you know his press conferences, things that he said is his uh, ball use and his speed and versatility, and his balance of contested and uncontested footy. Um, he finished joint first in the kicking test at the combine, and watching his video, um, his kicking certainly is a feature. He's got a lovely kick, and his ability um, to get out of the stoppage. 
um, was something I was quite impressed with. So can can work his way with the quick hands and, yep. um, you know, the best player I think I've ever seen in stoppages is Robert Harvey. Um, mm. You know, he didn't look like he wasn't quick or anything like that. He'd just work his way out of, out of trouble. And I'm certainly not comparing Xavier O'Neill to Robert Harvey. <laughs> um, but uh, he looked really good. Um, and he, he, he was left stung a bit by being left out of Vic Metro's team. Uh, so he didn't get a Guernsey there, um, but finished well for the Oakley Chargers. And then the Eagles picked him up with his first pick. So uh, the X-Man, um, I, uh, I don't see him getting a run this year. Um, okay. I don't know. I think I still think the blokes that I talked about in the last podcast, Ainsworth, Brayshaw, maybe um, might be still ahead of him just. But I guess that's his job. His job is to work his way up, hmm. up that pecking order, and 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 give himself a crack. So he'll have every every opportunity in the Eagles' new reserve side to, uh, you know, uh, put impress. his yeah impress. Yep. Um, and it, his attributes of being quick and being a really good kick won't hurt him. So we'll see how he goes. Um, Next player we picked up just a couple of picks later was a, a bloke by the name of Luke Foley, who's um, came from Subiaco. Mm, I was going to say, I thought I recognised the name. Yeah, so Foley from Subi. He, um, in the under-18 champs, played for, obviously for WA, played a bit of a mix between mid-forward. Averaged 17 touches and almost eight tackles a game. So he's a tackler, wow. but he's a he's a... Slightly above average size for a, for a midfielder. He's got good size. And the Waffle Colts, he averaged 26 touches and seven tackles. Uh, so he's a tackling mid, and, mm. I mean, they're, they're worth their weight in gold, these mids that tackle. Um, he was overlooked in the 2017 draft and set himself for a big 2018 and has ended up being drafted uh, pick 31, I think it was. Um, he was a star junior athlete, 400 metres and 1,500, and is an elite runner and and... Uh, he, there was an interview, I think, with the Colts coach, and he reckons, and I mean, he's obviously going to be a little bit biased, mm. um, and he reckons he's ready to take um, the next step. So 189 centimetres, you're talking about your Nat 5 size. Yep, a that fair is bit. the Nat 5, well, a couple of centimetres shorter. but So that's his size as a mid. So he's mm. a big mid. Um, so I think out of the draftees, he's the most likely to get a look in. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if he can have a good start. I don't think he'll start in round one, no. but he's the most likely, in my opinion, to uh, to get a run because he is almost of that, um, that I guess, if he does get a run, it'll be on a half forward flank and yeah, that's the spot, but there's a few people ahead of him, so we'll see how he goes. Um, next pick up, a couple of picks later, was a big bloke by the name of Bailey Williams and there was a lot of talk about the Eagles' ruck division um, mm. and they brought in like 17 rucks. That, so <laughs> Tom Hickey was the one they picked up in the trade period. Then they've picked up... Uh, Brooksby, who used to play for Gold Coast as a pre-season supplement player. I don't see him playing at all. Brooksby, I think he'll play for the, the Rezies. And they've also picked up as a Category B rookie, a, a rookie like a basketballer, so the, the Mason Cox okay. experiment, a yeah. bloke by the name of Hines. Um, Bailey Williams will be noted um, quite early because of the peroxide blonde hair. Um, compared to Carl Langdon, and then when he was asked who Carl Lang- about Carl Langdon, he had no idea who he was. Yeah. So he started really well uh, in his first press conference as an Eagles player, but uh, he was arguably arguably the best ruckman in the in the TAC Cup comp, um, and can also play as a key forward. If you've got a moment, uh, I mean, and you're an Eagles fan, have a look at his highlights. Just Google him, Bailey Williams. Have a look because it's really is a good watch. Took, took a few great marks as a forward. Um, and uh, he, he looks really athletic and a good pair of hands on him. So whether or not um, he'll take that step this year will depend on how the rucks go 
Um, it will depend on when Nick Nat comes back and how Hickey and Vardy go, if they can stay on the park. I mean, if something happens to one of those, he's a chance, I reckon. Mm. But, um, yeah, he was excited. The first phone call he received as a new Eagle was from Nick Nat, and I suppose that would be a pretty awesome yep. experience. Uh, so he's 200 centimetres, 95 kegs, so he's a big boy, yeah, um, okay. really big boy. So he's already got the body. Yeah, and he won the running vertical jump at the combine and has drawn comparisons to Paddy Ryder, which isn't a bad bloke to, yeah. to draw comparisons to if you want to be sort of a, a running you know, ruckman who can get a bit of the ball. Like I guess that's the – you don't want to be a ruckman who's of no use around the ground, do you? So, I wonder if his injury record's like Paddy Ryder's. I uh, hope not. And at his age, you'd hope not, <laughs> certainly. Uh, the excitement machine in the last pickup in the draft is Jared Cameron, who's a little brother of Brisbane's Charlie. Oh, yeah. Um, and looking at his little video package, he is just Charlie Mark 2.0. He just is a little live wire. Um, and uh, he didn't necessarily want to go and play with Brisbane. He wanted to be his own own player, his own man. Um but uh, he's building his workload at the moment after a limited preseason, after his toe was run over before the draft. Uh, but uh, he's starting to get the hang of it at the moment. And he kicked his, so his big moment in the uh, carnival when he was when he kicked five goals in a game against Vic Country, uh, and that was down at Geelong, I think, really showing mm-hmm. his capabilities. So exciting! I think he's in the same mould. So who are we talking about before Ian Hill? Yeah. Um, I don't think he'll get a game this year because he's he's very small. Yeah, <laughs> he's just uh, a light frame. Yeah, he's a light frame, and I think the Eagles' forward line has got. I mean, you've got Rioli, you've got Ryan who'll play. I mean, it depends on you know because they can be injury prone, and you've got Cripps, and they're going to play. So yeah. that there's only I guess one more mid slash small forward type still there. So whether Cameron can step over a few blokes, I don't know if he will. Um, so he's one for the future, but one for the future, yeah. not not twenty nineteen. Mm. And the rookie draft just quickly highlight um, a couple of guys because I think it's important too. So the Eagles' first pick in the rookie draft was a bloke from Swan Districts called Harry Edwards, who was a guy who didn't I don't know he didn't do that much um, in the Colts for Swans, um, but he's a ruck forward type, and he had a ten centimeter growth spurt. So he went from being as a mid to now being 195 centimetres um, and having to really play as a, as a tall target. And I loved his press conference. He just said, well, I didn't expect to be here, so I'm just going to have a crack. And I think, you know, <laughs> if right he attitude. comes in with that attitude, who knows? Mm. Who knows? Um, he's one that I don't expect to play. Now, one that I do expect to play. Mm, okay. The Eagles with their second pick. I reckon this rookie will play every game. All right, so the Eagles picked up Josh Smith from Collingwood uh, with their second pick. Uh, in the rookie draft. Um, He only played one game for Collingwood last year because of hamstring troubles, um, and he has been on fire in preseason. So Chris Maston has for years and years just had the time 2K time trial in his back pocket. Mm -hmm. He's always won it. Smith broke his record and also took out the yo-yo test. Um, So as I said, was in Collingwood's round one team last year before injuries just cruelty season and has played 32 AFL games over three seasons. So he's 24 and he'll either add, I mean, the initial thoughts was that he would add to the new reserve side, but as the preseason has gone on and the fact that Gaff, um, Cripps won't be there round one, guys like that, I think he'll play Um, and I think he'll keep his spot and I think he's really, these guys who have missed, I guess, had their opportunity and, you know, injuries yeah. cost him, I think he'll be hungry and I think he'll play. Great. Keep Good. an eye out. Yeah, keep an eye out. Josh Smith, Eagles fans, get amongst him. And that's the Eagles kids.
Cool. This is Holding the Ball, the podcast with Mike and Bomber. All right, so that's the 2018 uh, Draft Kids podcast done. Yeah, and hopefully some of our predictions work out. Yeah, I I think there wasn't too many in there, especially the Eagles and Dockers ones, that will actually get much game time this year. So it's more the uh, the other guys, the Walshers and these that will play heaps. Yep. Rankins, the Rosie. So, yeah, um, exciting stuff. So, hopefully, uh, you learned something about one of the new kids. Now, exciting to come. And mm. our next podcast, Mike and I are going to go up against each other here in draft style format. So, if you guys are used to doing out there the draft sort of dream team or AFL fantasy, fantasy yep. comp sort of stuff, Mike and I are going to pick who we think is our best 22, but we're going to do it draft style. So, mm. obviously, uh, we'll flip a coin and uh, Whoever I pick or Mike picks, the opposite person can't have them. We'll go head-to-head, see what you think. See who you think has put together the best lineup yep. um, of players heading into to 2019. It's going to be a bit of fun. So stick around for our next pod in a couple of weeks. Can't wait.